three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, Jason Wilde. I'm not in a mood for drama with my Jason. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? Is on Rutledge and Hamilton. I don't know if I will go as far as you will. With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boys. All right. Be good. <laughs> Presented by Coors Light. We are thrilled to be joined by Jason Wildey, even though Matt Hamilton put in his rider today that he was only doing the first hour of the show because he didn't <laughs> want to talk to Jason about Jason. Uh, Matt's on a uh, Jesse, Jesse Nelson plan. We think that Jesse Nelson's setting Matt up because Jesse has been holding Matt out. Like Matt's been wanting to come back Monday and Tuesday. Mm. He was out last week being sick, and Jesse's kind of having him slow play it back. And we think it's just Jesse trying to divert attention from all the time he misses <laughs> uh, uh, of work. What do you think of my conspiracy theory? I think that's an outstanding conspiracy theory. I don't generally believe those, although I am watching that uh, JFK One Day in America thing that National Geographic did. I haven't gotten to any conspiracy theories in it yet, but this one's a pretty good one. I like it, and anything that makes Jesse look bad, including his own bad analogies and his bad arguments, I'm always for it. Uh, Jason, before we get to the Packers, two incredible things I thought happened in the NFL this weekend. One to a former Badger, and we had him on yesterday, Dari Gumbawale, uh, kicking that field goal in the game. And he, he kind of just said that I didn't really have a lot of time to think about it. And uh, if I did, I might be freaked out about it. He's appreciating it more now after it happened. But there was that, which is pretty remarkable. It's only happened, remarkable. I think, 2004 was the last time it happened yep. with Wes Welker. But then also Josh Dobbs with the Vikings. I know everyone here hates the Vikings. But what he did... And his story is also truly remarkable. Jason, just as someone who's been around football for a long time, uh, what were your thoughts on two really unique things happening in the NFL last weekend? All right, first of all, where can I get your conversation with Dare Agumbawale? Because I, I did not get to hear that. Where can people find that? Oh, that's Wisconsin on the Man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. I assume Ryan has posted it. Right, Ryan? It's out there, I okay. promise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to check. And then... Uh, the Look, Josh Dobbs has been a great story all the way going back to college. So yeah. I've always kind of followed his trajectory. But, you know, to what to do what he did for the Vikings, I mean, and the Vikings are like, they're over 500 now, yeah. right? They're 5-4, and four, yeah. I believe. I mean, that's crazy, especially for a team that hasn't had its best receiver, kind of looked like it was rebuilding off of a 13-4 and four season. Uh, for him to go in there and play the way he did was incredible. I saw that clip of him on the sideline with his offensive yes. lineman going over the cadence so they would know when to go. I mean, I just thought that was incredible. So, look, you, you nailed it. I love, love, love the stories of the NFL more than I love the game or the X's and O's or the controversy or the drama. Although, you know, I do love a little bit of drama, even if you're not in the mood for drama tonight, guys. But I, I would say this. I, 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 I love it when a guy like Josh Dobbs does what he did. And, and there's plenty of other stories throughout the years that are similar. Not the same, but similar. But, man, oh, man, you, if you want to know how hard it is to do what he did, watch Brett Rippon against the Packers defense on Sunday, right? Like, yeah. he, he was so bad they cut him today. Yeah. Yeah. And they went out and signed Carson Wentz. Like, it, that that is a difficult position to play to begin with. I, I got a kick out of. I saw a tweet from Judd Zolgad, my one of my groomsmen from my wedding, who works in Minneapolis, and a couple of the Vikings players were at the Timberwolves game, 
but Josh Dobbs wasn't because he was at the facility working to learn the offense more, <laughs> which I thought just was a cherry on top to one hell of a story. And uh, Jason, and I'll let Chris ask some Packer questions here in a, in a second there. But uh, one more thing back. I would imagine, maybe I'm wrong here, but uh, back in your day here at the University of Wisconsin, there was probably athletes who got in trouble. So there was some news broken by the great team at Wisconsin State Journal about Gus Yeldon, uh, Badger recruit, star Badger recruit, who had just taken a step away from the program for personal reasons. They broke that uh, he has gotten two underage intoxicant tickets, one for being uh, intoxicated at Camp Randall for the Badger home opener, and uh, that was his first ticket, and then he got one on October 28th for possession of marijuana in his dorm room, uh, and then I think like a day or two later, he took a leave of absence from the team. Greg Gard was asked about it. He said, I have no comment on that right now, but I'm hoping, and I'm sure you are too, Jason, that like this, there are success stories that come from players having a rough start to their career at Wisconsin or anywhere else. Yeah, and, and look, whether this is a kid who plays basketball or just a regular run-of-the-mill freshman like I was back in uh, 1978 or whatever it feels like these days, uh, <laughs> you can't, like, let's not, let's not write off any kid that yeah. makes 18, 19-year-old mistakes. Right now, I'll be honest, early in my career, a couple things happened uh, from a reporting these types of stories standpoint. One was, uh, on Halloween, and somebody brought this up to me this past Halloween, actually. There were a couple of Badgers players uh, from the football program, uh, Gary Casper, and I think Aaron Norvell was the other one, okay. that were involved in a fight behind uh, Joe Hart's, which I don't know what that bar has become now. It was on University. It's probably an apartment building by now. <laughs> but I, I had a right, that was like the first time I've ever had a right, like a, a news story about a player who got in trouble. And, you know, I, I would say this for the crew at the State Journal, who obviously they do a fantastic job covering the Badgers. Nobody wants to write that story, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you would love for it to be as simple as he's taking a step away. But that, that is significant, and I, I think that is news, and I got no problem at all with it being reported. My issue would be how, how are you as a Badgers fan going to react to that? Uh, don't write the kid off. Uh, these are the types of mistakes that, countless freshmen make he obviously carries a higher level of responsibility and i'm sure greg gard has told him that uh but i you know the other story that was really difficult for me because he was actually a friend of mine because we were freshmen together in 1990 uh was when brent moss got arrested with cocaine Mm. Um, i was actually driving back to madison newspapers on fish hatchery road I just covered the Badger women's soccer team getting eliminated, upset in the NCAA tournament by Washington State. I'll never forget it. And I turn onto Fish Hatchery Road, and there's a car pulled over, and the police have the guy out of the car, and they're searching the car. And little did I know that that was my friend Brent Moss, who obviously his career totally spiraled after that. And, and you know, I, I know he passed away a couple of years ago, and I always had hoped that, he would get his life in order, and it was a real struggle for him. And so I hope that this is the kind of thing, and I don't know enough about Gus to know anything about his background or how, what this means in terms of the kind of kid he is or what, he, what he's been dealing with. But I certainly hope that this happening now pays really positive dividends down the road for him as opposed to the way it happened with Brent late in his career with something much more serious. And it, it cost him an NFL career. He would have been a second-round pick, and instead, you know, it, it really did not go well for him. 
Mm, that's tough. Yeah, that's that's definitely tough. But I want to ask you a Packers question. Uh, we were just talking Thank about you, Jordan. Thank you, Chris. Of course. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Of course, of course. We were just talking about Jordan Love, and I don't know. When, when I watch the Packers, I don't think that they necessarily have them in a favorable position for a quarterback. Obviously, they're really young on offense. Um, their O-line isn't as secure. But my thing is, I just feel like they need to lean more into the run game. Like, lean more into the run game, establish the run. LaFleur comes from this this uh, – this tree of heavy play action, uh, offensive schemes. So run the ball, lean into the run game, establish the run, have have defenses, because this is how we talk on defense. Have defenses like, all right, man, this dude's trash. Let's just stop the run, and we win the game. <laughs> but but knowing, knowing that this team's going to come in and run the ball, and that's, quote, all they can do, that's that's where LaFleur's play action game can come alive, which will be more friendly for Jordan Love and these young receivers. Yeah, there's no you, – you know this better than anyone. Effective play action mm-hmm. is a colossal pain in your ass as a yep. linebacker. Mm-hmm. You hate it, right, yep. if it's working. For sure. And, and one of the things and, – and I have not gone through the analytics, which I need to do because I've been wondering this literally for weeks, is that why do they spend so much time in the gun? Yeah. Like, they, 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 they are in shotgun all the time, and, and – I would argue that one of the drawbacks is that I think it diminishes AJ Dillon's effectiveness as a runner. Yep. Like, I don't think he's very good in the in the in the pistol or in the shotgun, and so that I think is problematic. And then it does affect your play action game. And so you know, again, I want I I want to I don't have numbers to back it up now, but I would say that that has been part of it. The other two parts of it, though, have been not having. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon not being effective in his own right, but also their offensive line has not blocked for the run very well. I mean, mm-hmm. two weeks ago when they lost to the Vikings, that's third and one. You cannot blow an assignment on third and short with A.J. Dillon behind you when all he needs to do is run into your back and then fall forward to get the first down. It's the opening drive of the game. Instead, you have to punt, and you go another half, first half, without scoring. So uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And as you, as I said, you uh, you know that if you're doing that effectively and you're holding those linebackers and they're con- they're confused because one of the other things that I think is interesting about their offense, Matt Hasselbeck told Tausch and, and me this years ago when they hired the floor. One of the great things that this system does is that it does play action that marries up with an actual run play. Yep. And for for many years, Mike McCarthy's play action game was a bit of an afterthought because they would run fakes that looked nothing like any of the actual runs that they ran, <laughs> yep. which the kind of defeats the purpose. So it is something they need to do, there's no doubt, and, and it would certainly make life easier for, for Jordan Love. Uh, Chris, I want to follow up, and, and obviously, Jason, you chime in on this too, but like this, you know, as a linebacker, mm-hmm. out of the shotgun, because Jason brought it up, and mm-hmm. I was at the Packers-Vikings game, I was in the stands, and I, it was mind-blowing how many times they just – you know, third and goal, like a goal to goal, still yeah. in the shotgun. Yeah, I'm a Bears fan. Luke Getzey runs the same offense, drives me insane as well. Mm-hmm. The shotgun as a linebacker, I mean, is it easier to at times figure out, especially with a guy like Dylan, mm-hmm. yep. running or stopping the run when they're in the shotgun? Because yep. it just well, you can explain more on it, but it seems yeah. like it's easier. I, I'll, I'll tell you this. So yeah, it's 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 what I it's even what I said about uh the about UW when we moved to this air raid, and I'm like. 
the thing is that yes, when you when you're in the shotgun, the thought is you have more playmakers on the field. You're usually in a personnel grouping. You got more receivers on the field and stuff like that. But for the run game, it's so much easier to stop because you literally like the same thought process of oh, we put a lot of people in the box whenever we come out with uh, in the I formation with a tight end on the ball. Well, now the thought is that you have less people to create different runs. There's only a handful of runs you can create depending on the formation. And usually usually in the shotgun, especially in short yardage situations, you're you're still just going straight. You're not even getting to the – here, let me – let me. I don't, I don't want to use too many football terms. So <laughs> let me, I'm trying to think of a way to say this. So if the running back's on the left of the quarterback, he's usually going to end up left instead of going to the far right. In the Out of the eye, you can go anywhere. I have no clue where you might go. There's so many runs that you can marry. And the thing about play action out of the shotgun is your O-line can't disguise it. So the thing that defenders are taught is listen, listen to the play. If it sounds like run, that means it's pads popping, they're firing off. And then if it's play action, they're, they're firing off, but the, the collisions aren't as hard. And that's something that's hard yeah. to do in the, from under center, but in the shotgun, the the O line they gotta they gotta pass block like you gotta kind of start pass blocking really quickly and you barely get a mesh from the running back he's not doing a good job of selling it like oh yeah the 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 shotgun for the run game is so much easier so much easier from a defensive perspective to stop than a, than a, than under center for sure. Uh, J- Jason, has LaFleur been like, you know, asked about this? I'm sure you guys have before. Like, what is his general response? Is it because of the playmakers or just how this offense runs? No, I you know I think the biggest thing for him, and, and it was the case with Rodgers before him, uh, is that I think Love prefers the shotgun. I think it gives him that little bit extra time, right? And so uh, you can't be, as Chris well knows, you can't be as obvious as, okay, if we're under center, we're running. And if we're in the shotgun, <laughs> yeah. we're uh, but, but, but I do think that it, it is a – because, look, we've seen Jordan also struggle with some decision-making, right, some – maybe holding the ball too long or being indecisive. Uh, I thought there was a good example. I wrote about it for the State Journal for tomorrow. You know, as much as everyone made a big deal about the 37-yard downfield ball that that Watson did catch, uh, I thought the more instructive one was the ball in the second quarter when Watson just ran by Witherspoon like he was standing still. And... Love wasn't able to adjust his timing and get the ball out quicker. He took his entire seven-step drop, and then by the time he threw it, he underthrew it, and it was an incompletion. You know, for for a guy like Love, I do think having that extra split second to survey the field and maybe get into your your progressions is probably beneficial to me. If I was to guess the reasoning behind it, that's probably what I would say. Uh, Jason, last yeah. thing before you go, because I've, I've obviously seen all the Packer games here, and and I used to kind of make it as a joke, but love, and I don't think Mitch Trubisky's a bum, but he reminds me more and more of Mitch Trubisky because Mitch was athletic and he can make some plays with his feet, but not like Justin Fields athletic. Yeah. And when he made, the big part was when he made good plays, when you're watching it, it's like, okay, but it should have been more mm-hmm. of like Musgraves is falling to the ground on the throw because it wasn't where it needed. So even when the plays are made correctly, it's mm-hmm. more of like, all right, I was like 80% really good. Right. Uh, but there was still play, like so he could get it done, but it was still not to the level. And Mitch just never progressed. Uh, but it was just never got to the level where like the plays were perfect, a rare play where it's like everything to your point, hitting the guy on time, not missing these things. That was never what was put together. And again, I think Mitch Trubisky was serviceable and could be a bridge QB. And I think Love just feels like a guy to me that is kind of 
projecting out to be a, a guy you could, you know, Bridge could be winning with, but Teddy Bridgewater type, mm-hmm. but not maybe the stars. Do I write that off? But do you see some of those comps when you watch Mitch of a guy who's athletic, a little slow uh, yeah. in his reads, a little uh, not quite as accurate as you want a guy to be, but capable enough physically and mentally to, to be an NFL quarterback? That's what I see out of love so far. Yeah, you know, as you well know, I, I've made that comp a yeah. couple of times and, and just saying that, look, there were times when Jim and Bears fans everywhere were excited about Trubisky and thought, okay, we got something here. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we know how it, it kind of ended. Uh, is he still in Pittsburgh? Would, could yep, could we so. see him yes. holding he is still He's weekend? still in Great. Pittsburgh, yep. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just I look at it as, you know, it's way too early to say that that's what he's going to turn out to be, right? But I, I don't disagree with the similarities and the thought process of, okay, what are you going to do to make sure that you make the progress that, frankly, Trubisky didn't? Yep. And that's why Trubisky ended up, you know, what did he do, a year in Buffalo? and then uh, He's got two years in Pittsburgh now, yep. In Pittsburgh, yeah. So, you know, that look, I, I, I have not given up hope on Jordan Love. Is that because I like him as a human being? I hope not. I hope I'm unbiased enough to also look at kind of the good that he has done. But I, I, my biggest issue, and Chris, you've you've been a young player in the NFL. You know what these guys are up against. Mm-hmm. I just I hate the fact that they have put him in a position where it's really hard to know for certain how much progress he's making when he's surrounded by so many young guys. Yep. And and I did a story in the State Journal last Sunday talking about how, so far, Grow Together has not turned out to be a great idea. Mm-mm. But the idea wasn't for it to work right away. The problem is you're trying to get an evaluation of your quarterback, and you're not getting it because of the circumstances you put him in. Maybe the, maybe the assessment is the same either way, but I would really like to see him with, you know, not to be whatever, but Devontae Adams, who could bail him out sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. when he's doing something wrong, and then it gets him more confidence, and then he's more effective. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, when you're a young player in the league, you definitely need to, you need some type of vet, veteran leadership around you because they, they kind of raise you up in the NFL. They mm-hmm. teach you the game, like the, the game of football in college is so much different than the game of football in the NFL. The tendencies of offenses and defenses are so so different. <laughs> you need a veteran in there that's you know he's going to do a job every day, somebody that's accustomed to the NFL lifestyle to help you off the field. But for Jordan Love's situation, like, yeah, somebody like Devontae Adams is like, hey, I'm going to teach you that, yes, when you decide to scramble and buy time, like this is how all of the other young receivers should be working towards you and trying to get the ball. And, right. yes, I'm going to be that guy for you that if you throw it to me, even if I'm double coverage, it's, I'm either catching it or it's going to be incomplete. Like I need a, you need a vet like that because that's stuff that you just – it takes a little bit of time for you to get up to speed on. And if you don't have anybody that's actually in the fight with you that can show you how to do it and teach you how to do it because everybody learns in different ways, then it's, it's, it's just not a recipe for success. But you, had, you had good coaches, right? And mm-hmm. you've had good coaches throughout your career. But there's something about a guy in your position of yep. Tausch and Bulaga talk about it all the time because Tausch was that guy for Bulaga and the Bulaga was that guy for – Dave and the younger guys that came up behind him that, yeah, they had a great offensive line coach in James Campen, but they augmented that with veteran guys who helped those young guys learn those nuances. And, and Jordan has Sean Clifford, who is actually older than him because he was at 
Penn State for eight years, but uh, <laughs> he doesn't have that veteran presence, that's for sure. Jason, uh, thanks for the extra time. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Take care. Be good. That's Jason Wildey. Listen to that interview. Wisconsin on the Man, Apple, Spotify, and all those great places. We'll throw some stones next in Rutledge and Hamilton. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.